God bless you. Um, thank you so much for tuning in with us today on Kingdom Talk. We've been doing this for over half a year now, yeah. over six months in this studio. So much good response. So many good responses. I was actually sitting down with Dad this morning going through a couple texts of powerful, powerful things. Oh, Oasis Academy. We have a healing class. And this is, this is my new favorite story. Someone took it and got a healing. And they're, pa- they're a youth pastor, and they're passing it around their church. They're sending it to their friends. He said, I'm sending it to people that ain't even sick. <laughs> that's when you see the gospel working, when you see it do what it's supposed to do. When you, that's his hands reached out. That's his hands. Yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in with us. This is our first time broadcasting this on television. Dad, tell us about your vision of that. Tell us about what you're doing. Well, we're just, we're just growing. Just had, had a vision for months that there's going to be some outreaches. So uh, contacted several stations, going to contact more in the next few days. But starting, uh, not just going to include in some of the things that's uh, already playing. We're adding new program time for you and me, Kingdom Talk, and then for you and Daddy, Papa, for uh, Golden Harvest. So it's going to be all, it's a whole lot of new program time. So tell people that uh, we, we're all excited. Invite some people to watch, share with them. And you know, this is a, it's a totally different environment than a service. It is, it is. I love a service. We've got so much change going on right now. I love our worship service and I love when we have preaching. <coughs> and then our Tuesday is just prayer. I love our prayer service. Now this is just deep teaching. And we, we get questions that we seek and we're, we're looking for answers in the Word. And I, I'm enjoying this. Well. This is something I don't say enough, but Pentecostal, full gospel, you know, they just become a Hardee's. We serve this charburger. They become a Burger King. They become a McDonald's. We have Big Mac. Or they become fried chicken. But uh, Jesus became all things to all people. Amen. Paul was all things to all people. And I, my, my desire for ministry, you know, if, 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 if you're not real hungry for God and all you want is order French fries, I'd like for Oasis Ministry to serve the best fries in the world. Amen. But if you want a full meal where we can we can teach you to love like Jesus, to forgive like Jesus, teach you to walk in the gifts, to walk in the anointing, to draw nigh to God, teach you to forgive and teach you to love and teach you to win souls. If you want a full meal, we want to be that. We we want to we want an opportunity. Whoever comes, we want a big door on our ark. A lot of people build a great big ark with a little tiny door. You got to be just like this. But whosoever will, and we're we're old school. We love the Lord. But we love people. We care about people. And we care about you where you are. We, we know where God's going to take you when he delivers you. But we care about you where you are. We want to help you where you are. Well, going into our thought, take us in, Pastor. Well, uh, this is something we need right now. Uh, uh, fear and all the things the enemy's throwing at you. We want to speak into your life. There was an amazing man, Everett Storm, he did a year and a half Bible study. He read the Bible 27 times in this year and a half, and he counted and recounted the promises. He counted 8,810 promises in our Bible. 7,487,000, of those were made by God himself. Tell us how many verses are in the Bible, Micah. You know, I was getting everybody I could in the office to guess today. Everybody was also, take a minute, a minute and get a number in your head how many verses you think there are. 31,173 verses. And in those 31,000, there's over 7,400 promises. So I want to talk to you a little while about the day, today. In Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. He is faithful. Re- read that next one, Mike. 
1 Kings chapter 8, verse 56. Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised. There hath not failed non, not, uh, one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Joshua 21, 45. There failed not all of any good thing, not anything, that the Lord has spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 Faithful is he that called you who also will do it. Read this next one. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6 verses 2 and 3 Honor thy father and thy mother which is the first commandment with promise. And then verse 3 That it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. Read that next one. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9 This the, is good. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering toward usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all shall come to repentance. Chloe, I got the seed of this sermon from your, your father, so I preached on Abraham offering up Isaac that, that morning, and after the glory of the Lord just fell, and our worship leader, Brother Jason, he turned to me at the end of the service, and he said, the enemy can't kill a promise, can he, Pastor? Man, that thing got my heart. So me and Micah want to teach you this morning that... As long as you've got a promises of God, we have about 8,000 promises to hold on to. And if you get a hold of a promise, I don't care if doctors are shaking their head. I don't care if the car is tumbling. I don't care what disease, what, who you're, who's shooting at you or what. If you've got a promise from the Lord, the devil cannot kill a promise from God. He cannot destroy it. That's the reason Lot won't die in Sodom because Abraham had a word from God. In Genesis 19.29, it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plains that God remembered Abraham and he sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. Mamas and daddies and grandparents, you need to get some promises of God about your babies. You need the Amen. Lord to speak into your heart that I have a plan for them. I have a ministry for them. I have a future for them. Abraham's about to offer Isaac on the altar, but you can't kill a promise. Hallelujah. Genesis 22, 2, and he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee unto the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering. Uh, Psalms 105, 42, For he remembered his holy promise, and Abraham his servant. Just through this teaching, stop every once in a while and just say, Lord, bring back some promises, bring back some prophecies, bring back some things. My little Sheila sings a song, Don't you doubt in the darkness what God told you in the light. God told you he's going to restore the home. God told you he's going to save your babies. God told you you're coming out of this sickness. God told you you're not going to lose everything. God told you he's going to open you a job. God told you he's going to fix this. And, and you shouted and you cried. But now right in the middle of the storm, hell is telling you ain't nothing going to work. The devil cannot kill. He cannot destroy a promise from the Lord. we got to get some specific promises to us. God's a personal God. And God will come to us personally. As, as, a, as a young child, uh, a prophet spoke to daddy and said, your son will preach a gospel in the end time. And many times when sickness and oppression, depressions come and situations have worked against me, I've waved that in the devil's face. I said, I've got a promise from God. I'm going to preach in the end time. So, so I have many promises. I have promises for my, my, my wife, my children, for the ministry, for people I'm praying for here. God's given me promises that when it looks like everything's falling apart, I have something to... Waving the enemy's face, but I got a promise. It looks bad, but I got a promise. It looks like everything's falling apart, but I got a promise. So I, I want to tell Joseph's brethren, and Joseph dreamed a dream. 
Do you remember that dream you had that you knew was more than just hope or more than just just something empty? You, you knew that dream was a promise from God that you could walk in this level of anointing. You could walk in this gift. You could walk in, you could, you could be a prophet. You could prophesy. You could walk in the gift of healing or the gift of faith. That God would use you to lay your hands on people. They'd be healed and the lost would find salvation. Do you remember that promise? The devil cannot kill a dream. If it's really from God, he can't kill a promise. So Joseph's brethren, you're going to throw him in the pit. Some of you are going to want to kill him, but you can't kill him. He has a promise from God. Amen. And, and, and Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren. And then in Genesis 37 and 18, And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. But brethren, you can't, you can't kill a promise. That guy has a promise. Hey friends, this is Brother Anthony Wynn, Oasis TV Ministry, Pastor of Miracle Deliverance Tabernacle here in Athens, Tennessee. One of the most precious things that we have in your home or in your life is your Bible. Oh, I know with the Spirit of God and the, the love of God and the blood of Jesus, oh, I'm so thankful for all that. There's something I can touch, something I can hold, something that, 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 that I can see is the Bible. And, you know, in other nations, you know, they, 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 they're not allowed to have Bibles. They've, they'll give them a page or two and they'll hide it. In America, we, some homes have two or three and they're never touched. So I've prayed about this. And my wife has worked so hard. And my congestion office staff is here. They have worked so hard. And we have built, my wife and with the team there, they built a beautiful Bible course. And it's free to you. When other ministries would charge large sums to, to, to go through all the way through and then when you finish this Bible study, you've read all the way from Genesis to Revelations. And if you need a Bible to do this, we'll even send you a free Bible. We've got it in prisons. We have pastors taking this. We have, we have uh, ladies that get together as a team, and they'll do this one night a week on a Thursday night or something, a Bible study group. And it, it has just expanded their knowledge of the Word of God. We have, we have homeschoolers, parents that are doing this for their, one of their curriculum just, just to study the Bible. We offer this free we have Elizabeth here. We've hired her. She'll grade it. I'll mail you the next lesson. And at the end of it, you'll get a beautiful certificate. So if you would love to receive this free Bible course, and thank you for those that send an offering. It costs us a lot to print this for our hourly wages. It costs a lot for postage. It costs a lot for the Bibles. So many help us with all this. So those of you that help us carry this load, thank you, thank you, thank you that you make it possible for us to keep sharing the love of God. David said, hide thy word in my heart. This will help you get the Word of God in your heart. If you want this free Bible course, contact us here at Oasis Ministry. This is Brother Wynn. Would you pray for us? We love you. God bless you. you you got a promise. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But I don't feel Him. But you got a promise. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But, but I haven't spoken in tongues today. There's, there's a difference between the manifest presence and the abiding presence. Oh, I love that manifest presence when He's revealing. But I have that abiding presence Anthony Wynn, I'll never leave you. You be true to me. You love me. You serve me. I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Amen. I have a promise. He is with me. And if he's with me, the ship can't sink. If he's with me, hell can't win. If he's with me, it's going to work for my good. So three and a half million people around him and they're delivered because one man has a promise. Here's the one I want to talk about, King David. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will I mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? This is all the way down to 1 Samuel 16 and 1, page 10. And, and he sent and brought him. 
He said, for I provided me a king among his sons. You go down to Bethlehem and you, you find Jesse. For I provided me a king among his sons. And he sent and brought him in. And he was ruddy and with all the beautiful countenance, goodly looked to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. And when he said that, there's a promise fell on David. This, I, I've been so excited about this. All these years, I've worried about this little old David walking out there before that big Goliath. And, and walking out there before that bar in that line. I believe David struck strutted up to that bar and said, Bar, you're way bigger than me. But there's an old prophet of God. He anointed me and he told me I'm going to be king. Amen. You know, you can, you can growl, you can claw, but, but I have a promise of God. And if I'll just stand, I don't have to shout, I don't have to feel chill bumps. If I'll just stand, God's going to fulfill his promise. And he slayed the bar and he slayed the lion. Then I'm then I worried about him. Poor little old David shaking. I don't believe he's shaking. I believe behind his... His seriousness, I believe there's almost a smirk. Goliath, you're big and you're strong and you're tall, but I got a promise. I got something, I got something that came from eternity. Going into eternity, I'm going to be a king. Second uh, Timothy 1 and 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. That that's the reason. Now, now. I like to read in between scriptures, and I like to say this is what I think. But Paul said, I know a man, whether in the spirit or out of the spirit, I don't know, said he was carried to the third heaven. And I, I think that was when they stoned Paul and beat him, and they thought he was dead, and they carried him outside the city. I think Paul, literally, his spirit left his body for a while, and he, he went into the third heaven, and he saw things that was unspeakable. But, but I don't care how much they beat him and stone him, I don't care the shipwrecks, Paul's not leaving here until there's certain people God's ordained for him to stand before. There's certain lands that God's ordained for him to preach in. There's certain revivals God's ordained for him to have. And he has a promise of life. And, and let the ship fall apart. Just get you aboard and hang on. You can't kill a promise. And when in Acts 27, 20, when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. It, now listen to this. Friends, listen to this. He did not have in Corinthians said Paul had his hope. It said all hope. Paul lost his hope. But the, he wrote later, he said, I kept the faith. If you live for God long enough, you're going to face some situations. I don't know how I'm coming out of this, but I'm going to hold on to Jesus. So it's okay when your hope shakes. Just hold on to your faith. Paul said, I never did lose my faith. I have kept the faith. All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after, what do you do when you lose your hope? You get along with Jesus. You go pray. You go, you go uh, read over your promises. You go bring back before yourself what God's promised you. But after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened on me and not have loosed from Crete and have gained this great harm and loss. And now I exhort you, be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God whom I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. We're forth, we're forth, daughter, we're forth, sir. We're forth, my precious friend, you be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me, and God's told me to tell you that the devil can't kill a promise. I don't know what your doctor report's saying. I don't know what your bank statement, your finances are saying. I don't know where your children are. I don't know where your marriage is, what shape. I don't know where your ministry is. I'm just telling you, I'm going to tell you what the Lord, what Paul said. Wherefore, sir, 
We're fourth daughter. We're fourth sister. We're fourth my brother. Be of good cheer for I believe God that it shall be even as he told me. And he told me to tell you that the devil can't kill a promise. He cannot kill what God promises you. He can't stop what God has promised you. Hey dear friend, this is Pastor Anthony Wynn. So honored that you took time to watch this broadcast to hear me share my heart of how much Jesus loves you. This is probably one of my favorite times of the broadcast when I'm in revival where I'm at just to have opportunity to lead somebody to Jesus. Not just in church and not just in revivals, but in parking lots, in hospitals, in jails, in Walmarts, uh, homes, in yards, in vehicles. God's given me just countless in restaurants opportunity to say to lead somebody to Jesus to give somebody an opportunity to call on the Lord I don't take the sinner's prayer lightly I don't take this as a band-aid I take this as a step toward heaven and this is this is only a step but if you're lost if you don't know Jesus would you take this opportunity you've got to start somewhere you got to begin somewhere would you take this opportunity and, and just 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 let yourself know I can't keep living like this I can't keep doing this my life's not only a mess, I'm not only about to lose everything, I'm not only about to lose my family, my mind, everything I've got, but I'm about to lose my soul. And I need somebody bigger than me. I need, I need a savior, I need a friend. And the Bible said, if we, if we will confess our sin, Lord, I am a sinner. And if we would call on the Lord, he would be just to forgive us and he would come into our heart. He'd wash away our sins and he would become the Lord of our life and give us a new beginning. So would you just, Ever how you want to bow your head or kneel or if you're in a vehicle drive, wherever you're listening to me now, would you pray with me, Jesus? I, I, I'm just me. I, you, you know who I am. Uh, nothing's hid from you. You know my past. You know my future. You're the Lord. Made a lot of mistakes. Cried a lot. Been hurt and hurt a lot. And I'm a mess. And I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. And would you please... Please, Lord, just pray with me, friend. Just, just out of your heart, pray with me. Lord, would you please forgive me of my sin? You, you, I need you. I, I need hope. I need mercy. And I feel the Lord touching somebody right now. Somewhere in this broadcast land, some life's going to change. Lord, I need a Savior. I need somebody bigger than me. Mama can't do this. And daddy and husband and wife can't do this. I need a Savior. Jesus, the Bible talked about how you came from heaven to earth and you went to a hill called Calvary and you took my sins and you carried them. Would you lift this out of my heart, all this guilt and this shame and this hurt and this brokenness? Would you forgive me of my sin and would you come into my heart and be the Lord of my life? Hallelujah. Lord, would you come into my life and be my Savior? Would you be my King? Would you be my shepherd? Would you be my friend? Would you be my healer? Would you be my provider? Would you be my keeper? Would you be my teacher? Would you be my deliverer? Would you be my day star? Would you be my help? I need you to help me. So Lord, I've confessed my sins and I've repented. I'm so sorry of all the hurt and wrong I've done. I don't want to look back. I don't want to go back. I want to live for you and serve you. So as, as you come into my heart and I've received you as my Savior, Lord, help me to find me a church. Help me. Help me to live for you and serve you till the day I leave this world and then forever I'll be with you in heaven. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Brother Wynn. If you have prayed this prayer with us, contact us. Let, let us know. If you need a free Bible, we, we will send you one. Find, find you a local church that believes in the power of the gospel, that believes that Jesus still saves, heals, and delivers. Contact us. Uh, we have a free Bible course. This will get you reading the Bible. 
You have become part of our family. Welcome home. You've been gone a long time. Welcome home. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Peter's in jail. James is promised is finished. Don't, don't allow what God's doing to discourage you. Well, I prayed for this one and nothing changed. Why should I pray for this one? You don't know their promise. God's promises are not going to fail. If God had them a promise, it's not going to fail. Uh, everybody's time is not the same. Some people's, some people's don't have as many grains of sand in their hourglass as God gives others. That's, that's not up to us. But when God's give you a promise, let's, let, let's look, at, uh, let's look at, at, at Jesus. Herod wants to kill him at birth. But we've been promised way back in Genesis 3 that there's going to be a seed of the woman. We promised all through Isaiah, every, almost every book, through Psalms, through, 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 through Ezekiel. We promised through all the little prophets. There's a seed coming. There's a Savior coming. There's a, a Shiloh's coming. There's a, he's going to have a scepter. There's, there's a king coming. There's a lineage coming. There's a, there's a, 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 a root out of Jesse's coming. There's, there's a rod coming out of date. There's a, there's a Savior coming. And, and heard you, and when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in dreams, saying, Rise and take the young child and his mother and flee to Egypt. Be there until I give thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. But Herod, you can't destroy him. Amen. He's a promised child. Then in Matthew 2.16, Then when Herod saw that he was mocked to the wise men, his exceeded wrath, and he sent forth and slew all the children that was in Bethlehem. He said, Slay this many, I know I'll get him. You, you kill some others, but you can't kill the promise. And in Luke 4.28, And they were in the synagogue when they heard these things that were filled with wrath. And they rose up thrust him out of the city. They led him to the brow of the hill where the city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them and went his way. That's the second time. You can't kill a promise. Jesus is our, our promised Savior. The third time, Jesus said unto them, John 8.58, Verily I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself. Three times so far they've tried to kill him. The fourth time, therefore they sought against him to take him, but he escaped out of their hand. John 10, 39. John 5, 18, therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him. Jesus is not going nowhere until he's fulfilled his ministry. Then he's going to give up the ghost and say, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Hey friend, this is Brother Anthony Wynn, Pastor of Miracle Deliverance Tabernacle. Oasis TV ministry, which is played around the world. I probably 30 years ago, a great man of God who's in heaven now, he said, Anthony Wynn, he said, he said, you love God, and he said, you live clean, you pray a lot. He said, God's give you a good ministry. He said, but if you don't learn to take an offering, you're never going to make it. And buddy, I'm sorry. I, I've never learned to take an offering. I'm not good at this part. I, I just, but if I don't speak up at this part, I can't keep doing what I'm doing, and I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing. I want to grow. I want to excel. I've got a greater burden been fasting more and praying more. I need partners. And I don't even know how to ask except out of my heart to ask, Lord, touch some precious hearts that'll hear my heart, hear my cry. Betty Jean Robertson, she said, Brother Wynn, I feel your ministry is good ground to sow seed in. And to right up, she went to heaven. Betty Jean partners with us every month. So I feel Oasis ministry is a good field for you to sow into. Would you, you can go online, you can become a monthly partner. We have a gift we'll send you. You can, you can write us uh, and, and we'll, we'll send you inf partnership information. You can mail a check-in monthly. You can, so many ways you can give. Some have just it sent 
CNN, our little friend in Georgia. I love to look through the mail. I love to read the mail. That's one of my passions, just, just, to, just to hear your needs and your requests and your praise reports. So I'm asking you, would you pray about becoming a monthly partner, whatever amount you give? Uh, we're growing. We've, we're adding employees. We're adding stations. And we, we need God to send us some help. And I thank you speaking to your heart. This is Brother Anthony Wynn. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you, and God bless you. Peter's in jail. James's promise is finished. Don't, don't allow what God's doing to discourage you. Well, I prayed for this one, and nothing changed. Why should I pray for this one? You don't know their promise. God's promises are not going to fail. If God had them a promise, it's not going to fail. Uh, everybody's time is not the same. Some people's, some people's don't have as many grains of sand in their eyeglass as God gives others. That's, that's not up to us. But when God's give you a promise, let's, let, let's look, at, uh, let's look at, at, at Jesus. Herod wants to kill him at birth. But we've been promised way back in Genesis 3 that there's going to be a seed of the woman. We promised all through Isaiah, every, almost every book through Psalms, through, 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 through Ezekiel. We promised through all the little prophets. There's a seed coming. There's a Savior coming. There's a, a Shiloh's coming. There's a, he's going to have a scepter. There's, there's a king coming. There's a lineage coming. There's a, there's a, 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 a root out of Jesse's coming. There's there's a rod coming out of date. There's a there's a savior coming, and and heard you, and when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in dreams, saying, Rise and take the young child and his mother and flee to Egypt. Be there until I give thee word. For heard will seek the young child to destroy him. But heard you can't destroy him. Amen. He's a promised child. Then in Matthew two sixteen, then when heard saw that he was mocked to the wise men, his exceeded wrath, and he sent forth and slew all the children that was in Bethlehem. He said, Slay this many, I know I'll get him. You, you kill some others, but you can't kill the promise. And in Luke 4.28, And they were in the synagogue when they heard these things that were filled with wrath. And they rose up, thrust him out of the city. They led him to the brow of the hill where the city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them and went his way. That's the second time. You can't kill a promise. Jesus is our, our promised Savior. The third time, Jesus said unto them, John 8.58, Verily I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself. Three times so far they've tried to kill him. The fourth time, therefore they sought against him to take him, but he escaped out of their hand. John 10, 39. John 5, 18, therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him. Jesus is not going nowhere till he's fulfilled his ministry. Then he's going to give up the ghost and say into thy hands I commit my spirit. You're not leaving here until God says so. And when God says so, you can be sitting in the best hospital. We just had a friend leave, go home in a doctor's office. When, God, when God's finished with you and he opens his hand and let your breath go, but till he opens his hand, I'm not saying we won't cry. I'm not saying we won't fast struggles and fears. I'm saying if you've got a promise of God, you're not leaving here until that promise is fulfilled. Hold on to that promise. He makes a way.